0: Life Engineering, processes that combine science, wisdom, and spirituality to build a life of alignment. Joining Dr. Pat is your host, Gabriela Embon, bringing you bi-weekly wisdom nuggets, your step-by-step guidance to build a life of no regrets. Stay tuned as they uncover powerful processes for you to realize your true potential. Are you ready for some magic wisdom? Life Engineering starts now.
1: Hey everybody, welcome. Look, I have loved and we will continue to love the amazing work, the series Gabriella has put together. And we wanted to take today because it is wrapping up an end of the year or an end, let's just say a transformational moment where you take things in, cause this is what we do. And you think about where am I going now? What am I doing? What's gonna happen? And what I love is that along the way, I just want to tell everybody along the way, I have learned so much. Every episode that Gabriella has done, bringing forth the learning of the Academy, it has just been outstanding. And and people, all oh, y'all love it. So this particular show is to go back and revisit. And Gabriella, thank you for doing this. Thank you so much. Thank you, Doctor and Happy Happy New Year. Happy new year and 2024. Amazing. All right. I want to start with the conversation that we started a while ago, life engineering. I love this term, but you gave us an introduction to life engineering. Let's talk about what that is, what that's come to mean to you. And of course, it comes from your background, your engineering background, but it really
2: does explain life, doesn't it? That's right. Yes. Yeah, so why life engineering, as you said, because of my background. I think it's just that it's much easier for me to conceptualize our processes so we can actually copy them and then do it again. We we can go back and say, okay, reverse engineer and go back and know, okay, this is a process that worked for me. So this is how I'm designed to create. Therefore, this is going to be my blueprint moving forward. So in, in general, there are four big steps in order for us to engineer our best life is to know what we want, to have a vision, of course, then to design it, to create a design in order to realize that vision. Then the step that most people omit for some reason is the pilot step. How can I test this? How can I go small and say, I'm not launching, I'm just doing a a mini workshop to see how this works. So the pilot and then the last one is, of course, going big, creating what I want. And as I I am doing so, course correcting, because we're always getting contrast, we're always learning, we're always improving our craft. So course correction is part of the growth, of course, and not just the growth, the the, the ability to get into alignment exactly and i wanted to talk
1: about in this particular segment i really did want to talk about all four of those because when we brought them to life or when you brought them to life really you explained to us how this worked but even more importantly your coaching platform the academy it helps others really certified become a coach but it also explains how to use these four it, it, let's just call them they're individual interdependent and independent at the same time they're both and you're helping people understand that. I want to talk about this for a minute for people that may not understand the importance. Okay, let me throw this out. How many of you out there have tried to do something without a vision? Okay, I just want to ask you. And, and I want to say about a vision. You don't have to have like a gigantic vision. I mean, you don't have to be like, I'm going to create like a giant computer company. But can you see where you're going? You see, let's talk about why everyone has to understand the interplay of all four, right? Let's look at some examples, if you don't
2: mind. Of course. Well, the vision, as you said, is important to have it. We don't want to get too big because, as we said in previous uh, episodes, uh, the brain sees the future self as a, a stranger. So when you're looking at a vision that is too far, you might actually not connect to it, right? You don't connect, as a stranger. So I like to look at the vision for the near future. Where do I see myself? In the near future. This is also good because my actions today are creating my near future. So I can see the correlation. I I have a a quick loop between choice and consequence. So we want to have a vision for, let's say the next year, talking about 2024, for example. And then we want to break that vision into... Small milestones. Where do I want to see myself in the next 90 days? And then start shooting towards that vision. You want to have the bigger picture, but you want to start acting towards the next 90 days, the first milestone, not the bigger picture. We will get discouraged if we go towards the bigger picture. But what's important about that vision is that it's our vision. (laughs) And I know I don't mean that somebody told you that this is what you should accomplish. I mean that it's an aligned vision of what you truly, truly want. If money was not an option, a, a problem, if time or any other limitations were not present, what would you like to create for this year? What would be a game changer for you this year? What kind of growth are you looking to experience and embody this year? What kind of person do you want to become this year? Do you want to become the person that is healthy? And... um exercises and eats well? Do you want to become the better parent version of yourself? What do you want for this year? Once you get really clear of the person you want to embody this year, then you can draw back 90 days from now, where do I want to see myself? What would be a game changer if I get there in 90 days? I I want to
1: talk about design. This is the part I think a lot of people leave the design out. I think some people leave the, 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 the taking action and the pilot out. But I think that if there was a step that I could think about in my own life where I literally did not want to do it, it's this one. Let's talk about design because once you have a vision... It's more than just a vision. You mentioned blueprint. That's another word to talk about a design. And we don't really put it together that when we are talking about our lives, these approaches,
2: these simple steps apply, correct? That's right. That's correct. It's not that complicated. In fact, it's just a question of doing it and showing up. But the design, it's, it's, um, it's a combination of different factors. First of all, and the first and foremost is your mindset. Your mindset is your Brooklyn. You create what you believe. And I don't mean what you believe consciously or that you are aware that you believe. I mean what you believe unconsciously. So we have to look at, okay, if this is where I want to go, what's my subconscious mind opinion about that? Does it have any um, resistance, fears, or doubts about or even about deserving that vision? So the first... The first part of the design is, do you believe that it's possible for you to create that, that you are allowed, that it's safe, and that you deserve it? Because otherwise, it's going to be quite difficult to get there. Or if you do, right, then you won't be able to stay there for longer. You won't be able to embody that. So the design is your ability to embody your vision. Yeah. And
1: doesn't it make it easier when we go through one and two to then do the pilot, because you know, this, and I know this, if people just like, Oh, I'm in a hurry. I'm not, they just want to skip the whole pilot. And I had a conversation with somebody the other day about a course and they were not going to do a pilot. They weren't even going to do a walkthrough. And I would, you know, I come from a training background and can you imagine my fear level like for
2: them, but this is with life too. dare to pilot, right? That's right. Pilot is so important, not only because you get to test in a very practical way, you get to test your vision and learn from it. And course, correct. But it's also the way to go with your brain. Okay. The brain naturally doesn't like change. So when you tell your brain, I'm not investing yet all my resources in this, I'm just going to try it. I'm going to test it. Then you are more at peace with your brain, you're easy your brain into the change. So you kind of want to be smart about it. Same as you would tell a baby, you don't have to eat the entire plate, just one more bite. Uh, that's how we want to work with our brain. We have to be smart with ourselves and understand how the brain works and understand that we don't like big changes, right? So that's the easiest way to say, you know what, let me just pilot this for a little bit. Let me just do one or two, tries, groups, small ones, see how it works. And then once you do that, not only you're smarter and you know what works and what doesn't, then your brain is go, oh, this is not so bad. So you have in a very smooth way extended your comfort zone without going into panic mode. Gabriella, let me ask you something else about this.
1: There's one other component to it that we did talk about in the episode, which is really important, and that is the fact that when you go through the pilot, so I don't know about you, but sometimes with me, pilot, you go through and you discover, oh, wait a minute, I didn't think about doing that. I did. Oh wait, I could actually create this and do this. That's part of the course correction part, but it can be a course correction of your life, but it could also be a new module
2: in your life's course, right? Because what you're basically saying, in other words, is that clarity is found along the way. So we want you to get started as soon as possible. That's why the pilot helps you to get started faster than over planning and over, you know, trying to be perfect because it's a big investment. i Why do we want you to start as soon as possible? Because because the clarity is found along the way, the course correcting, the getting smarter, the embodying, all the answers are not in the beginning. So we want the first step to be as easy as it can be, a no brainer. The, The first step is piloting, right? It's a no brainer. Once I take, I don't need to know further what's gonna happen. I don't need to see the entire staircase once you take the first step you're going to be a completely different person. You're going to be smarter. You know more about what you want and you will have embody what it feels to be there. So now taking the next step is a game changer because you're not taking it from the knowingness of you in the beginning. You're taking it from the knowingness of the future you. And I want to talk to you about that because it leads into the next thing. This is so
1: important. It leads into... I don't know what your experience is, but I know my experience sometimes is I could go through these, especially when we're talking about life engineering, and I can go through these. And for whatever reason, I go through this and I stall. What is the stall? The stall is action, mm. right? Let's talk about that for a minute. But I think perhaps in the in the situations that I could think about, I had I did not have these steps. I did not have this blueprint that you have. So therefore, one or the other was missing. So therefore, taking action became scarier, right? I thought, wait, this is not good enough. Can't do it. And when we're talking about our lives, we already, a lot of people, right, the statistics show we already think we're not enough. But action is critical. How how does life engineering and these phases, how do these help people make the action
2: part easier? Well, First of all, the pilot makes it easier for people to take action. Uh, Also, when we know how the brain works, um, I think that understanding our brain is part of life engineering, simply because our brain is designed for action, is designed to help us take action and move forward and create our vision. You tell your brain this is a vision, the brain will help you get there if you work on the fears, of course. So understanding the brain now, what I love, I remember saying this with clients when I started as a coach, I would say, okay, now you're going to start taking action towards the goal that you are um, working uh, for. But be aware that your brain will throw you tantrums and will tell you this is not possible. Don't even bother or we'll try to stop you. And just because of that, because we understand the connection between the brain and actions. I'll tell you two things that we do at the academy. One, when um, we do information sessions with uh, people, we give an incentive for individuals who hear the information about the program, they feel this is for them. And then we say, well, if you want to register now, it's a small deposit, we will give you an incentive for that. And we don't do that as a marketing uh, trick. In fact, the reason we do that is because we know that right now when you're hearing about the program, you are feeling either yes or no. And you're feeling with your heart. But the moment you step out of the call, your brain will get in motion. And we start giving you all the reasons why you shouldn't do this. So we want to reward those that uh, are listening to their heart in that moment, knowing that the brain, the moment you hang up, your brain will say, I don't need this. Why should I bother? I have other things to do. The other thing that we do is we send people an email the next day they register, registered, welcoming to them to the program and, and asking them to write down how is this going to change their lives. And the reason we do that is because we're working with people's brain. We know that every time we make a leap of faith and take a step towards alignment, our brain is going to try to stop us. So there are a few things that will help you stay connected and committed because commitment is so important and you show commitment taking action, right? So there are a few things that will help you stay committed. And one of them is to stay internally motivated, to not so much focus on the vision, the goal for two reasons. One, you don't know when it's going to happen. You don't even know if it's going to happen, to be completely honest. And, and two is that if you, if you focus on the vision, right, it looks scary. You're seeing a new version of yourself. What you want to focus on is the growth along the way, the path itself, how you are growing and becoming yeah. a better person along the way, the person you are becoming. That should become your motivation, including your why, of course.
1: Yeah, I love that we're talking about this because we move right in. Look, what we just really went through for those of you listening and these episodes are all available. Gabriella, tell everybody how they can find out more about you and about the Academy. Let's give them the website for that, first of all. And then also if they're interested in becoming a coach, what do they do?
2: They go to coachingacademy.net. They click on the contact form. They put their information. We will call you to give you the information about the program. I want to just jump to this because this is
1: part of, one, what people will experience also when they go through the academy and learn it, but also if they work with your coaches, the coaches will help them with this. So I want to make sure people know that we're not just talking about an academic, let's just say some academic exercise. This is a process that's tried, true, and been used. I want to talk about the next thing, because once upon a time, Mama used to say to me, girls, with every commitment comes a challenge. And we were just like, what? Okay, let's talk about that. I think what she was saying is once you commit to something, you are stepping perhaps out of your comfort zone. Perhaps you commit to something, you don't have all the details. But there will be challenges along the way. Talk about that because that was episode eight.
2: That's right. (laughs) So first of all, I like to say that challenges are not punishment and they are not stop signs. Okay. So it's very naive to think that the path to my vision is smooth and without any detours or challenges. And sometimes people feel, oh, my God, maybe this is a sign I shouldn't do
0: this.
2: (laughs) And I'm like, maybe this is a sign there's an opportunity for you. And this is what you need to work on in order to step into the next kind of like a video game. You complete this level, you can move to the next level. So challenges are either an opportunity to grow, right? Or they're also a graduation. It's when you go, okay, well, now I deal with this challenge differently than I would have years ago. So I realized that I can graduate from this lesson. So they, I, they're I, either a final test or they are an opportunity for you to, to grow, to work on yourself. Every time we encounter a, a challenge, it's either a door that I need to close and graduate or is a door that I need to open and learn more. They're not a stop sign. They're more like a barricade that you have to climb, develop those muscles because you will need them. And this is so interesting because I don't think I share this, but when I started as a coach, I had a friend that um is a therapist and was starting as a therapist too at the same time. And we were having coffee and she shared with me that she was she was under the umbrella of another therapist who had a big practice and I thought to myself oh I wish I had someone like that too I wish I had somebody that will open the door for me take me under their wing and kind of refer clients to me and and teach me and show me and mentor me and I didn't have that so that was a big challenge to get started with no mentorship Okay, that's why we also offer that to our coaches. as yeah. they graduate. It's
1: horrible. It's really I, you and I have the same experience. I mean, I entered this arena twenty years ago, and not only wasn't mentorship available, but in the industry I was in, it was it was not. It was competition. It was compete, don't collaborate. And I entered this. Thank goodness I didn't know that because I entered this. I collaborated, and because of that collaboration you know you create a network of people along the way and then it becomes part of your infrastructure for your business that's what i just heard you say you wish you would have had a mentor and
2: because of that now at the academy that's right you built it in that's right but not just that because i didn't have that it forced me so first of all i didn't see that as a stop as a stop sign it's not that i said okay well I clearly don't have what other beginners have. So probably that means that there's no way I'm going to make it, right? I It actually forced me. It forced me to develop those skills myself. And fast forward years later, um, I am coaching and helping other, uh, not just coaches, but therapists too, build their coaching businesses. So those skills that I wish I had that were given to me, that I had to learn on my own, they became the challenges and the opportunities more than anything to learn to do that on my own, to develop those muscles myself. So part of the commitment is the way you think about the way, the path, right? When you commit, you go, commitment means that you'll stick no matter what, right? That you'll continue no matter what. Interesting, being interested means, that okay, if it works, I'll continue. If it doesn't, I'll quit. But I don't think life is interesting without committing to things that are valuable and important to us. We commit to our children. We commit to our families. We commit to our spouses. Does it all, is it always easy? Of course it's not, but we don't, we don't quit. And that's when the most amount of growth happens. That's when that's what creates a life with no regrets.
1: Let's talk about that. Life with no regrets. Boom. Episode nine. The decision-making test. Okay. Because what we're talking about... Okay, so Gabriella, I want to say something that I've said before and I live my life by it. I really do believe that there are people think that they have freedom. And one of the things that I've watched with myself is that the true freedom I have is to decide. Right? I have that freedom of We call it choice, choice. If people have come back to me and they've challenged me a bit about it, they said, no, 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 you got other freedom. And I'm sure there are. But the way that I think about the freedom to choose is, first of all, you have to have the ability to do that. Now, there are some people that have lost control of their lives and they don't. But if you have the ability to choose, you can choose what you think. You can choose your emotional response. You can choose, right? What do you think about what's the
2: decision test <laughs> well before i tell you about that um i think we're going maybe 10 years ago i longer i gave a talk called meet your boss that was the title of my talk and it was very intriguing right good title curiosity and what do you mean meet your boss And I talked about how we make decisions and I talk about what shapes our lives. And I talk about the difference between the conscience and the subconscious. And why is that important when it comes to decision-making? Because most people make decisions, even if they think they are coming from a place of freedom, most people make decisions from a place of correction or even obligation. Because we use, we usually use our brain to make decisions, but the brain is an analytical tool, right? And when you're asking your brain a question, it's like you're asking your mother, your father, your religion, your nationality, your teachers. So now your answer gets filtered by all of these voices. Now, if you get lucky, you'll hear one voice or two sometimes, and they'll agree, but sometimes all these voices have a different opinion. So most of our decisions are an attempt to correct our childhood. Uh, So yes, we have the freedom to make decisions, but if we take that freedom one step further, is to understand, is this me making a choice out of correction, to correct, to avoid pain from the past, to avoid being like my mother, my father, or my family story, or is this an aligned decision? That if there was no pain and no limitations, I will still choose that. So that's really the decision making test. And we said that for every choice, we want to filter it. Is this decision aligned with my vision, my intention? Okay. Um, because the fact that you can doesn't mean you should, right? Is this decision aligned to how I'm designed to create? Not every person is designed to create the same way. And it's not just what I want. It's the how that have to be aligned as well. So the vision has to be aligned with who I am. And the path to get there also have to be aligned. We don't create aligned choices by taking uh, misaligned consequences by taking misaligned choices, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. that's what we're talking about. I love this
1: because we're going to take a short break. When we come back, you're going to see where we go with episode 10 and on, because you see part of what you talked about. I love that you brought this up because what is the thing that may get in the way of allowing choices or not aligned choices, aligned pathway, not aligned. It is yes. Fear. When we come back, we're going to talk about winning mindset, But more importantly, before we get that, what are the strategies? Episode 10, amazing strategies to win the fear. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. More with Gabriella. This is an amazing recap for all of you. And by the way, let me just say this. You go to Gabriella's website. We'll give you that when we come back. You go to Transformation Talk Radio. Go to our YouTube channel, uh, Transformation Network. All of the episodes are there. Emily will post in this particular show where you can get them from as we go through them. You'll be able to click, go there, listen, boom. When we come back, do you even know that you can win the fear? Do you think you can do that? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. embracing in
2: depth this, the Academy, or how they can get a coach to help them. So we have the coachingacademy.net. We have a coaches directory where all our coaches are uh, listed there. And you can definitely find amazing people to help you with your, your path, engineering your own life. Mm. Look,
1: before the break, I talked about we're going to talk about the winning mindset, but before we talk, maybe we could do these both together—both episode That's ten right. and eleven. Episode ten is strategies when win fear. Episode eleven is how to develop a winning mindset, attain your goals, rewire your brain for success. And I think these are both—are they create? Are they, cre- are, they t- are they interrelated? Help me out here.
2: Yes, they are right. So first of all, rewiring your mindset is all about um, changing your limiting beliefs, in other words, and teaching yourself new ways of. Feelings. So you can start moving forward and stop living in the past. Um, we all have limiting beliefs. That's not a doubt. The question is in what areas of our lives do we have them? But one thing is for sure. It, it never ends. Every time we move to the next level of success, every time we step into, we leap into another le- another level in their genius zone, we're going to be clear another level of limiting beliefs. And that's really um, the path the path to leaping and growing and experiencing more of life. That's the path of realizing your full potential. But one thing that can take us away from realizing our potential is fear. So we want to disarm the fear. Definitely, we wanna work on the root of the fear. But we also wanna have a new way, a new perspective on fear. I like to define uh, success actually differently. I like to define success. Most people define success as getting the results we were aiming. I like to define success as daring. Just the fact that you dare, the fact that you did a pilot, the fact that you committed and continue, um, that you put yourself out there for me, that success. I, I told you this when people asked me last year, why are you launching this podcast? Is it to bring more students into the academy? I said, I'm launching this podcast to to face, because I'm afraid, I'm terrified of speaking to outside the walls of the academy. And that was a reason good enough for me to do this. I wanted to face my fear, but guess what? Facing this fear has opened new doors for me. We'll talk about that, what's coming in 2024. So I just knew that facing my fear was the next step. I love that we're
1: talking, let's talk about this. I don't want to jump off this for a minute because it really is tied into developing a winning mindset to attain your goals. You know, I'm so glad you said that because I can't tell you how many people I speak with that are on the verge of hosting their own show or co-hosting like this and actually had uh, uh, someone this morning. And at the last minute, you know, you have these great conversations. They're ready to go. They're ready to face their fears and then something happens between then and now and fear wins. And I can tell you in my life, the times that fear has won in my life has not been pleasant. And you and I both know we've had major milestones we've over we've overcome. Like leaving my job after 24 and a half years. I mean, I created a ruckus over there because I didn't align anymore. But let's talk about this because if we could take that leave just like you did and adjust our mindset. Then next comes the inspiration to fuel not only our current journey, but create a new one. And that's episodes 11 and 12. 11 was how to develop a winning mindset to attain your goals. That's rewiring. We're going to talk about this now, but then episode 12 was so important. It was such an important episode. It was how to find our inspiration and use it to fuel our journey. And I'm telling you, there's a really, really cool word that I think Gabriella created that we're going to talk about. Um, you know, this anti-fragility versus resilience. And so you see, you can win the fear, but if you don't develop the mindset, then the fear is like right back there. It's like, it's like a mosquito you cannot get rid of. But if you do that, then what? How do you understand how
2: to find your inspiration? Go ahead. You see what I'm saying here? I do, I do, and I just want to say one last word about fear. Uh, for me, the way I look at it, success is zero regret. That's true success. The moment I have no regrets, because not because I made it, because I dared. For me, I already succeeded. Yeah. So do you know, want to know something about this? Let me just let me just add this for our listeners because
1: I didn't get this until you said it. I mean, how many episodes have I done? It takes me a little bit longer sometimes. And you've said this over and over again, Gabriella. You said no regrets. But do you know what else no regrets does? I'm going to tell you. Just hit me. So in Mm -hmm. the 12-step programs of Alcoholics Anonymous or any 12-step programs, they have a number one thing. They say resentment is the number one offender. Resentment. Now, resentment comes from regret. So you see what I'm saying? I just did oh, not I have make- so
2: much oh. to say. Maybe we should do an episode on resentment, actually. Thank you but for But you the understand what I'm saying.
1: Absolutely. No regret is the higher order. But if you go to no regret, you have to worry
2: about resentment. Let's keep rolling. Sorry I interrupted you there. Well, regret is resentment towards yourself. And in fact, resentment, okay, it's the biggest obstacle to manifest what we want, even if it's not related to what we want. It's such a heavy energy that takes so much mental space and keeps your vibration low. It's very difficult to manifest beautiful things when your vibration is low. So there you go. Um, and and when it comes to also um, letting off resentment, letting off resent, uh, regret, letting off limiting beliefs or developing a winning mindset, I think we talked about that the, the most uh, insightful question that you can ask yourself before you change a belief is in what way is this belief or situation serving me? What's the hidden benefit? How am I using it? Because one thing is to understand where our fears or limitations or perceptions of limitations are coming from, where our unworthiness and our limiting beliefs are coming from. And that usually dates to the past. When did it start? But the other thing is to understand if this happened in the past, why am I still holding on to it today? And if we're holding on to it today, it's only because my brain is using it in some way. Otherwise, my smart brain and your smart brain and everybody's smart brain doesn't store any resentment, any regret, any rejection that is not serving us, that we're not using. So before you can actually shift that energy, you have to understand how you're using it and, and, and teach yourself a different way to get to the same benefit. Does it make sense? It makes sense
1: because then here is what it leads to. Look, inspiration, perspiration. We already talked about perspiration quite a bit going on here. What do I mean by perspiration? Look, I I play a sport, I love my sport. I get coaching, right? I play in the league on Tuesday nights, but I get coaching on Saturday. Um, And I am the degree by which I feel good about that time has to do with perspiration, the work that I have to do to plan to get ready for that and inspiration to push me past the stuck point. Right. So let's talk about this because there's this science episode 14 inspiration. There's the science of human differentiation, how to feel good with who you are and as you are. And this is related to 15, which is living with joy. So we're going to put these together because if you are not feel, if I get out there and I am not feeling good about who I am, maybe I don't like the way I look. Maybe I put on a few pounds, maybe whatever that is. And it doesn't matter. It could be for this show. I'm getting ready to go out and speak again. And I'm telling you, I had to go through all these steps to realize where my sticking point and fear was. But let's talk about this. How do we connect the dots? Got to feel good, right, Gabriella?
2: That's right. And, you know, let's start with living with joy, because living with joy is the ability to stay connected to ourselves and others, to stay whole as we're going through life. Now, that's easy when things are great, more more challenging when things are not so great, obviously. So that's staying connected to who you are without losing your essence, staying authentically um, is what helps you live with joy. Now, part of what helps you deal with challenges and still stay connected and whole is what we call anti-fragility versus resilience. So anti-fragility is your ability to grow is Post trauma growth, right? Uh, is your ability to not just bounce back from a challenge or a difficult situation, but to actually grow out of it. When you ask yourself, what did I learn from this? How am I using this? And you realize you have a choice to discreate this, that's when you actually exercise anti-fragility. But you are doing so by connecting with yourself. And that anti-fragility, that ability to grow out of any challenge is how you live with joy, no matter what. Does it make sense? Yeah, I mean, I love this because you see, everything
1: we've talked about up to this point has laid the groundwork, step by step, moment by moment. And people can go back and they can do their own sanity check and they'll say, oh, wait a minute, I forgot what my vision was. Right, because sometimes along the way we do forget. Maybe that vision is outdated, then you have to go back and revise. But what you're talking about is so key because we don't quite get that we can do this joyfully,
2: you know. <clears throat> there's light everywhere. Be- Thank see, you. Anti-resilience anti, um, is saying, "Okay, I just can't, I can't wait to see the light at the end of the tunnel." I'm seeing the light of, at the end of the tunnel, and anti-fragility is, "I'm not waiting to see the light at, at the end of the tunnel. I'm becoming the light in the tunnel." Yeah. Yeah, I
1: want to talk about this. There are two of them now. And so just to recap here where we started, we talked about strategies to win fear, developing a winning mindset. And again, you can go back and look at this. But we also talked about the idea of inspiration, you got to fuel, you got to fuel that journey. And then feeling good, human differentiation, feeling good, you know, honoring various parts of who you are, what you're doing, how you're getting there. And then Believing that all of this can be done in joy. Now, what's the key? Episode 16. Man, I'm telling you right now.
2: If oh, you, you love that episode. <laughs> I
1: love this episode because this morning I got a message from somebody who said they didn't trust. And, you know, there's not much you can do to help somebody with that. Right. Um, but if they're a client, you can help them along the way. You can go back through everything you've just said. But this is it. This is how to open our capacity to trust. What happens? I'm going to give you a different
2: question. What happens when we don't do this? Tell me about that. Oh, when we don't do this. When we don't. We are shut down for abundance point. Because not only we don't trust people, so we don't allow people to, to join our journey and help us. But in, in reality, we're also basically telling our creator, I don't need you, don't help me. Because people say, well, I'm not going to ask help from people. I'm asking help from God. Well, yeah, but how is God going to deliver that to you through Amazon Prime? No, it's through people. I always said that even the need for money, we need money. The need for money was, I say, it was created. So we get out of our homes and serve others. It was created to interconnect people because that's how we're here to serve. So. Lack of trust is basically a huge block. Now, I'm not for manifesting and getting blessings. When you don't trust people, you're basically shut down for blessings. But I'm not saying that we need to trust blindly or everyone. Nope. And that's where discernment is super important, right? Is about letting people uh, earn our trust, right? Trust has to be earned. And also understanding that not every person in our lives is trustworthy. But we have that inner circle. How do we stay, create that inner circle? And in our inner circle, we have to be smart about it. It's not just people we love. It's the people we can trust the most. Because yes. as I say, you can love your three years old. You cannot trust your three years old.
1: No. <laughs> so. Well, I love this because there are two reasons. Um, I'm here with you because I started this 20 years ago and then I got very, very sick really sick. Nobody knew I was sick. None of the listeners knew I was sick because I didn't look sick, but I really, I was in a tough place, but I had to trust. And I trusted the angel lady who gave me a message, who got me to Dr. Darvish and then Dr. Ronnie and those women saved my life. But I want to talk about this because trust trust is also directly related to 17 And then 18 and 19, I'm going to tell you these, not only we're going to talk about 18, 19, but Gabriella is going to share some cool stuff. But 17 was how to liberate the genie under the lamp to turn frustration into liberation. Because when you go this far and you go to the trust and you go to the pivotal point, the tipping point of trust, right? I'm not saying we get there without frustration. I'm not saying we do that. Neither are you. But now we started to talk about liberation, the truth behind circumstances, behaviors, frustrated
2: versus, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. The thing is that we don't realize we get the most frustrated with people, not because of what they do to us, but because of what it requires from us to become. Right? The fact that you push my boundaries, the fact that you disrespected me, it requires for me now to say, hey, no, put boundaries. And maybe I'm not so comfortable wearing that hat. So for the most part, we get frustrated when people put us in places we are not comfortable going there, places we try to avoid, like empowerment, like putting boundaries, like speaking up our truth. Um, and that's why we get frustrated with them. And we we want people who, um, um, we want to surround ourselves with people who never trigger us. But if they never trigger us, we never grow either, right? Because then we're not required to embody those hats that we're not very comfortable with. So first of all, understanding that, why were you so frustrated with that person? Because they did this and this. No, no, no. Let's bring it back to you. I know what they did. But why are you truly frustrated? So they misbehave. Why are you so, so frustrated? Why did it take you out of your balance? Because it requires from you to do something, to embody, to wear a hat that you feel very awkward wearing. Let's work on that. So next time somebody pushes your boundaries, you simply tell them no without feeling guilty, right? So that's, in my opinion, that's liberating. When you realize why you're truly frustrating with it, frustrated with the situation and you know that it's in your hands to never feel that way again. Okay, this leads to this, and hopefully you're going to give us some
1: information, because I think part of frustration comes from this episode 18, and then 19, you know, this is the what for me, this is a really, this desires versus wants, and I think there are more frustrations around settling compromising or not understanding why you're doing it codependency around worrying about what somebody else wants, what your friends say about you doing the show, not doing the show, you know, speaking, not speaking, dancing, not speaking, your new boyfriend, girlfriend or boyfriend and girlfriend, whatever they have to say about it. But this is the, the this is critical, isn't it? Desires and wants. And I think you discovered about this along the way to plan your vision for 2024.
2: That's right. I think that when we are very clear about our desires and we stay true to them, uh, we don't tend to fall back into frustration so much. Uh, and desires is the the ability to understand uh, what do I truly desire on the bigger picture. What's the kind of life that that I want to have? And we told the story of the fisherman, um, and, and realize that for the most, okay, uh, we can have that now, because desires are the language of the soul. Now, I don't think the soul will come into this body and say, hey, you need to wait 40, 50, 60 years in order to fulfill your desires or in order to fulfill me, your soul. Uh, Or your soul will say, oh, you need to become first rich in order to marry the love of your life. And people say, no, I first need to make X amount of income before I can marry that person, Uh, no. Uh, so desires are the language of the soul. In when we, when we are able to clarify them and prioritize them, we're so well fed. Then then the ones which are the steps along the way, the short term goals, the the how, not the what, become so much easier because we're we are energized, we're well fed, we are fulfilling, we're hearing our soul, we're fulfilling our soul. And unfortunately, people, we know people were really, really hard. So they can eventually spend time with their children. Like where well, you can spend time with your children now, right? Your children don't need you to make X amount of money. They actually need you to be with them. Yeah. So I, I think that a lot of frustration comes when we mix the desires with the wants, yeah. and helping our, our helping our clients and yourself to clarify that by asking them, why do I want that? And if I get that, what's going to happen next? And then what's next? You're going to get eventually to what you truly, truly desire, which normally has nothing to do with the level of success or income you have. I love this. And,
1: you know, this is episode 18. We talked about it in depth, you know, but part of that is also, that's why we have a phrase heart's desire. Now let's bring this, you know, we have a few minutes left. All part of this is around purpose. We have heard so much around purpose. What is my purpose? What is my life purpose? You know, why am I here? I mean, over and over and over again. And sometimes you can break it down. And that's what you did in episode 19. And, you know, today in looking back at all of these and so beautifully walked us through these, Gabriella. Thank you so much. And of course, Emily is editing this show to make sure that you all can just click on the link. But here we are now, Purpose Made Easy, coming into 2024, what did you discover along
2: the way? You know, let me tell you something. I was, yesterday, I I sat with uh, a person, and for the first time, I actually networked, had a coffee with someone to network with that person. And they asked me, what do I do? And I, you know, I talk about the academy, and they said, so... What's the next for you? What's the next goal, the next dream? And when I started talking about the next step, which is going to happen in 2024, I'm not talking about it yet, but it's going to happen. I couldn't, you know, when you don't see yourself with your eyes, but you see yourself with your psychic eyes. Yes. (laughs) I could see a huge smile in my face. Before I could even express it and talk it and share it. All I could do was to smile. Um, and and I think that this is the language of desire. This is the language of purpose. We have many purposes, and from being some for me, my children are, are one of my purposes. And then is how we're here to serve, and that also will evolve because once you step into your genius zone, right? Get ready for um, the journey of your life. Get ready to have fun. So but if we if we want to simplify the process of purpose is the combination of passion with your genius zone with meaning and all in alignment to how you are designed to create so we have this process called the purpose formula in which we take people through that uh, process um, yeah love this and i know we've
1: talked about a lot i am so looking forward you know one of the things when i work with people um There are four things I've learned from two of my mentors, two of my moms. And my mom, number one, was all about love, so much love, so much empathy. It was too hard for her to be here. But mama, number two, she was full of words. And she would say to me, Whatever you do, Pat, you have to be a teacher. Who knew? I couldn't even talk back then. Are you getting? I stuttered. You stuttered. That's right. I stuttered. And she would say, Admire, desire, inspire and perspire admire right desire inspire and perspire and what she meant when she broke it down for me like when i was 40 she said when you admire when you're in the energy of that you're in the energy of gratitude you see you're looking at the world from a different lens of love when you desire you're in your heart are you going to create a better place when you inspire, you have to inspire yourself first. As you just today, this is you brilliantly telling people today, you must inspire and fuel the journey. And then her favorite was perspiration. She said, "Faith without works is dead." All of us have to put an effort. What you've done is created a blueprint for people to one, follow. Two, understand where they are every minute of the way. Three, become the person that then can help other people through the academy. And four, create the life you want. See, that's what we've done so far. What do you think? I'd love to know your closing message for us today.
2: I'm trying, I'm 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 still um bathing in the words of your mother. Um I love this process that she uh, laid there for you because I truly believe that success and happiness in life is never meaningful until you make it about someone else. I love how she went from desire, admire, desire in your heart and then inspire, right? Bring it to others. So success and happiness is never meaningful until you make it about someone else other than yourself. So she said, that's what I pick up from her wise words and loving words. I love that. If I had a message to end today, I would say, be optimistic. And I don't mean that in a, you know, final way or think well, but I'm gonna share what I heard from Manny Friedman talking about optimism. He said, um, good cannot be turned into bad, okay? You can you can go through life events that will cover the good, that will hide it, and then, of course, we have to take away the layers to uncover it again. But good cannot turn into bad. It can be hidden, but it won't turn into bad. But bad can turn into good. And if you always remember that, whether it's about your life situations, Uh, the life, the, the, the circumstances in your life, or even what you feel about yourself, bad can always be turned to good. And that means that every painful event you went through in your life, it's part of what has meaning for you. When you, meaning means that you take your life lessons, you, sorry, you take your life events, you look at what you learn and how you can use that to serve others. And that's how you turn bad into good. And then you dare and you pilot and you use a strategy with your mind. And
1: this is the blueprint of life engineering. This is the blueprint of doing all the things we said said with joy. Gabriella, thank you so much. I am so looking forward to bringing this forward. This upcoming year, when I think about it, I can't think about it, but I feel it just like you did. Thank you so much for everything. I cannot wait until next time. Thank you so much. Give out the
2: website again, if you don't mind. Coachingacademy.net. We have two groups starting in January, one during the day, one during the evening. So hurry, contact us, coachingacademy.net.
1: And for those of you out there, go back over the episodes because this is just a little bit of what Gabriella has created and how she is at service of others. She is literally living what my mom said. My mom was great at saying it. She lived her life through it. But I will tell you this, Gabriella is doing it, teaching it and paying it forward. We'll see you next time.
0: You have been listening to Life Engineering, processes that combine science, wisdom, and spirituality to create a life of alignment on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Join host Gabriella Mbon and Dr. Pat every first and third Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific for biweekly wisdom nuggets on how to create your perfect synergy between your mind, body, and spirit in order to realize your true potential. For more information, visit Gabriella at CoachingAcademy.net.